This message comes from NPR sponsor Progressive Insurance, where drivers who switch could save hundreds on car insurance. Get your quote at Progressive.com today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Lakshmi Singh. After spending the last 20 months analyzing how law enforcement agencies responded to the mass shooting at Robb Elementary School in Uvalde, Texas, the Department of Justice is identifying several critical failures. The DOJ says the most significant was that responding officers failed to immediately recognize the incident at Uvalde as an active shooter situation. There was a 77-minute gap between when officers first arrived on the scene and when they finally confronted and killed the gunman. Investigators found failures in leadership, command, and coordination. But the DOJ is leaving it up to the Uvalde DA to determine whether to file criminal charges against officials cited in the report. Attorney Joshua Koskoff is representing some of the Uvalde families and suggesting they may take legal action. For families in this situation, transparency and comfort and knowing that your government or your state is listening to you and are concerned about what you and your families went through is critically important. Nineteen children and two teachers died in the shooting. In the days following the 2022 attack, the grieving husband of one of the slain teachers also passed away. President Biden is in North Carolina today to see if he can convince voters to feel better about his economic accomplishments. Here's NPR's Mara Lyson. North Carolina is often described as a purple state, but it's recently been out of reach for Democratic candidates in presidential elections. Donald Trump won the state in 2016 and 2020. Now that Trump is looking more like the de facto Republican nominee, the Biden campaign is eager to begin drawing sharper contrasts between the president and Trump. One obstacle for Biden is that voters tell pollsters that they were doing better during Trump's presidency than Biden's. Wages may be up and unemployment down today, but prices are still high and it's harder to afford to buy a house. Mara Liason, NPR News. Former President Trump's campaigning in New Hampshire ahead of Tuesday's primary. Most of Gaza has been without cell phone or Internet service for nearly a week. NPR's Jeff Brumfield reports the United Nations says the prolonged blackout puts more lives at risk. The problem began when a fiber optic cable linking Gaza to Israel and the West Bank was cut. Paltel, the local service provider, blamed, quote, ongoing aggression for the outage. Late last week, two of its workers were killed trying to make repairs in an area where Israeli forces are battling with Hamas militants. Juliet Tuma is with the UN. She says the lack of communications is hindering the distribution of food and other supplies. For aid operations and to coordinate the delivery of assistance, it's extremely difficult not to have a phone line. The head of a Palestinian cell phone company tells NPR that efforts to repair the line continue but must be carefully coordinated with the Israeli military to avoid further loss of life. Jeff Brumfield, NPR News, Tel Aviv. From Washington, this is NPR News. Tens of millions of people across the United States are in for more snow, freezing rain, and lingering frigid temperatures. This on the heels of a storm that killed dozens of people, including three in Portland, Oregon. Fire and Rescue's Rick Graves says they were electrocuted as a result of the storm. Brought down a significant sized branch from a tree, over the t- and it took down a live electrical wire. Rick Graves speaking with KGW. The influential music online music publication Pitchfork is undergoing massive changes. Its parent company, Conde Nast, is folding Pitchfork into its magazine GQ. NPR's Andrew Limbong reports this has meant a number of layoffs at the site. 
Pitchfork started as kind of a renegade underground music blog that quickly grew into a website that could make or break music careers. In 2015, founder Ryan Schreiber sold the brand to the media company Condé Nast, which owned storied glossy magazines such as Vanity Fair, Vogue, The New Yorker, and GQ. Like many companies, Condé Nast recently announced layoffs. In a statement outlining the changes at Pitchfork, Anna Wintour, Condé Nast's chief content officer, wrote, quote, This decision was made after a careful evaluation of Pitchfork's performance and what we believe is the best path forward for the brand so that our coverage of music can continue to thrive within the company. Andrew Limbong, NPR News. The Labor Department is reporting a decline in the number of people who filed for unemployment insurance last week. It says applications fell to 187,000. You're listening to NPR News.